You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. We're back talking duck numbers, 2019 waterfowl population status. I've got Dr. Tom Mormon, Ducks Unlimited Chief Scientist, Dr. Mike Brazier, Chief water or waterfowl scientist here at National Headquarters. Um, we're going to start off with pond counts. It's the habitat side of this survey. Um, you know, it sounds like we had a lot of water in the Dakotas, um, pretty dry throughout the Canadian prairies. Uh, sounds like there was some water in the parklands, but um, waterfowl distribution here. You know, what was your thoughts when you first saw the pond counts? Oh, you know, the first, my first thought was, having been to Canada even before this report came out, I knew it was really dry up there, and the survey confirmed what I had seen visually, that, yeah. in fact, southern Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba were, in fact, really dry. Um, you know, for for listeners out there, when we talk about ponds, just so so for a frame of reference, what we're really talking about is temporary and seasonal wetlands and semi-permanent wetlands. And what that really means is when the Fish and Wildlife Service and others are flying these surveys, they're flying a transect and they're looking down to a certain width and they're counting wetlands. So it's not really ponds per se. That's a, that's a sort of a professional term that we've used for many, many years. But what they're really looking at is the number of seasonal wetlands. And when I say that, these things can go dry. Some of them go dry every year. Some of the temporary wetlands dry out every year. Uh, some of them will dry partially. Some of them drive all the way. And so the critical thing then becomes in fall and winter, how much precipitation do you get that 
it's usually in the form of snow that blows into these depressions and melts in spring and makes water that's pretty temporary and oftentimes really small, right? Mm -hmm. It could be a tenth of a quarter of an acre. Those are the wetlands that drive water production on a continental scale. And so when we see this drop in Prairie Canada, for instance, in pond numbers or wetland numbers, that translates pretty directly into less production for waterfowl. Yeah. Yeah, and the one thing that I would add to that is, uh, and th this also kind of helps the listeners think about ponds and really where they fall out on the on the scale of North America. Uh, they are one of the primary pieces of information that you see in this report, and they actually influence some of the harvest regulations that are set every year. But those ponds are enumerated only in the prairie pothole regions of the U.S. and Canada. Uh, now, that region does support, during any given year, 60 to 70 percent of the uh, breeding waterfowl population. But uh, there are the, the Western Boreal Forest, the Eastern Boreal Forest, and Alaska uh, supports 30 to 40 percent of the waterfowl population in, in certain years as well. Uh, and ponds are not, in ponds, wetlands are not enumerated in those uh, in those areas. So when you hear about May ponds, just keep in mind that it's only those that occur in the uh, prairie pothole region. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, and just to hit on that number in 2019, um, it looks like there were 4.9 million counted in, which is down five percent from last year it is um so this year is really an interesting year and we see this almost every year on the prairies the water is located somewhere where it was not the year before mm -hmm. it's really unusual to have a complete drought or a completely wet prairie ecosystem this year the southern parts of the, the canadian provinces in the prairies were dry but lo and behold, the Dakotas in western Montana got lots of rain and, yeah. and snow, and so they're really wet. In a year like that, typically what happens is for some species of waterfowl that are a bit more nomadic, pintails, blue wings, gadwalls in particular, they'll settle out in the Dakotas and possibly have a decent year. Yeah. Uh, other species that are more, you know, sight, uh, you know, they go back to the same wetlands year in year in cans, redheads. You know, in southern Manitoba, Saskatchewan, the core can production, probably not going to be great because a lot of those wetlands dried up. So they'll, the adults will go back. If they don't find conditions, then they'll just forego breeding here. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is uh, when we look across those southern prairie provinces, it's actually sort of the second year of dry conditions in, right. in, uh, in those survey regions. So uh, from that, you can probably draw some expectations on low productivity, really, for all the, all the birds that are going to settle in those areas. And one last point because it's important, is it's not necessarily a bad thing for those wetlands to go dry. That is a good point. Yep. Because when they dry out, they grow up a bunch of vegetation, and when the water comes back, that vegetation dies, and that dead vegetation is the source of all the bugs and invertebrates that female ducks are going to use. And that's why we get these explosions of productivity and successful nesting in really wet years after a drought. And that's why, you know, we've mentioned... South Dakota was really dry last year. That's right. And, and it should be booming. This year, yeah. it yeah. should be booming. That's yeah. great. Um, you know, we're talking individual species here, and we'll kind of go through the list. Um, Mallards, 2019, 9.4 million. Um, that is a 2% increase from 2018. Not super significant, but I think everyone is pleased to see that Mallard number stay, you know, very stable. Yeah, I guess what I'd tell you about a 2% increase is it's not something a hunter would ever probably notice. Yeah. Um, but it is a good sign that the population held at least stable. Now, the real question will be how well does that population produce this spring? And it's pretty fair to assume that in birds that settled in Prairie Canada might not do very well. Mm -hmm. 
if they flew north into the what we would call the prairie parklands that band of more permanent wetlands that's just north of the prairies they'll do really well and that's always good mallard country and then in the dakotas mallards should do really well that's great and so it's going to be a mix yeah and we kind of touched on the fact that um looking at where that mallard distribution was you you kind of had a very unique aspect of unique look at the distribution you had a third of them in the U.S. prairies, a third of them in the in the Canadian prairies. Then you had another third that were in the parklands and boreal, which you know is pretty unique for that distribution. It is. It it it's pretty unique in general for dabbling ducks that settle in the uh, in the prairies. Typically, I think about 30, 40 per 30, 35 percent are often going to settle in the Canadian portion of the prairies, and then uh, the U.S. portion is going to be, you know, 24, 25 percent. But this year, they were about equal between Canada and the U.S. Mallards were pretty particularly interesting in their distribution pattern in that they responded incredibly strong to uh, the distribution of, of May ponds. When you look at the report here in those areas where we saw increases in pond numbers, we also saw increases in mallard numbers in the areas where we saw decreases in pond numbers, we saw decreases in mallards. Uh, the, the exception would be southern Manitoba uh, where we didn't really see a change in mallard numbers there. But an important thing to, to point out there for southern Manitoba is it was dry still from last year. And pull out an interesting quote, what I thought was interesting from the report uh, from one of the survey biologists said, these are some of the driest conditions Manitoba has seen in many years. So that wow. kind of gives you an index to really the type of conditions that they experience there. Yeah. Well, hey, I think everyone out there is just uh, satisfied with, you know, a really strong mallard number. And, uh, you know, the long-term average is still 19% above. So everyone's happy with that. Uh, again, this doesn't necessarily translate to anything on the hunting side. This is purely population status type information. But uh, appreciate you guys coming on with me. And if you guys want to join us tomorrow... Or the next show on the next podcast, I'll have uh, Tom and Mike on to discuss other species. We're going to go all the way down the list. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics as well as access to more episodes. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our long-time partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here.
We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation, united by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation, take it outside.